0: Welcome to the Totality Living Well podcast, where we probe into the nitty gritty aspects of health the good, the offbeat, and even the controversial things that aren't always discussed. Whether you've had a long standing curiosity or simply want to know more about a topic, we're here to explore the solutions and answers to empower you in body, mindset, and spirit.
1: Hey guys, Scott Michelle Williams here, Healthy Living Consultants certified in nutrition, fitness, and neuromuscular massage.
0: We're parents, business owners, and understand the challenges that life can bring with keeping the elements of your own health on track, while ensuring that the kids, parents, pets, and loved ones in your life are also taken care of with the resources they need for health and longevity.
1: We're so glad you joined us.
0: Motivation, that's today's topic. Where does your drive come from? Does it come from within? Do you rely on others? Do you provide yourself with resources of inspiration? And what is the root of your drive? Is it pain? Is it being fed up with where you are and just needing to change? Is it based on something that you need to prove to yourself for confidence? Or is it something that excites you with passion? You know, this is a really deep topic. So let's just delve in and talk about all things motivation.
1: Exactly. Motivation is so important in trying to figure out what you want to achieve and trying to get an idea of how you're going to get there.
0: So by the time that this podcast airs, Scott, we will have been into the new year of 2021 for approximately a month. And as we know, the beginning of the year is when the majority of people set out to make some big changes in their lives with every aspect, you name it, health, finances, organization, work. Family goals, mindset goals, and the list goes on. So let's just kind of take fitness as our little topic example. You and I have worked in the gym setting for years, and it's almost comical to see how busy the gyms get with everybody just being fed up from all of the holiday food and gaining weight and wanting to just really hit it hard. And then March comes around and it's like crickets. Nobody's around you know? And so it's just funny. So, you know, don't gyms make a big chunk of their money at the beginning of the year?
1: They do, you know, and that's what they depend on is people coming in and just being so excited and they sign that one year membership, two year membership. You never know what they're going to do. They come in for two to three months and then they're gone. But, you know, the gyms love that because they can continue to sell memberships and it doesn't over occupancy the uh, building. So, you know, that's one of the big things.
0: Yeah. So why is it by the time that we get a month into the year, and then 60 days into the year, we don't see anything like we did at the beginning of the year. Why does so much change? So we've analyzed kind of this whole motivation thing and we've just jotted down our own thoughts that taking from our own experience as coaches. And so let's just kind of delve into that, Scott.
1: Yeah, I think one of the big things that people do is it's poor planning. You know, yeah. they, they fail to plan for their success. And when you don't, Put a plan into place. You know, everybody wants to go get a gym membership, go do this, go do that. They don't think about all the other things that are a part of that, where they have to figure out how to eat, figure out food prep, figure out who's going to pick up the kids after school so they can get their workouts in. There's so many things that they don't do and or not have the right resources to actually succeed in their, what they're trying to do.
0: Yes. Yeah, that old saying that failing to plan is planning to fail. I mean, it's just spot on.
1: Exactly. You know, and I think another aspect of this is lack of accountability. You know, some people just try to do it on on themselves. And, you know, it's so hard sometimes to be able to motivate yourself every single time you go out there. And, and you know, you'll work out or you'll do certain aspects of things and you won't see change right away and you'll get lost with it. And, you, and nobody else is looking at you and saying, wow, you've been here every day, or wow, I really see change in you. And sometimes it just takes that external motivation from someone else to do that and or accountability, maybe a a gym partner.
0: Yeah, I think another thing too is having the wrong resources. A lot of times people go to the friend or the acquaintance that might know a little bit of something that you want to kind of delve into, and they're not really getting that expert advice. And so sometimes that's not really the way to go. Sometimes you need a coach or you need really good materials or a seminar or a conference or you know, a video or something like that.
1: Some kind of training. You wouldn't go and necessarily wire your house and do electrical work in your house if you knew nothing about it, would you? I mean, that's why we hire electricians and that's why we hire fitness and health coaches along the way because these are people that actually live the life and help others.
0: I think one of the biggest issues is people go straight to the internet. What do you think about that? (laughs) They do.
1: They go to the internet and they pick off some workout. They pick off something that looks grand when you see somebody's body that's beautiful and you're like, oh, I got to do that. But the thing that people don't look at is what are their genetics? How long have they been working out? Should they jump right into an exercise plan that someone else is doing because they look great? And no, no, and no.
0: Yeah. A lot of freelance writers are hired to write about financial topics and they don't have any background. And I'm not discounting a freelance writer. I've done that myself, but a lot of times you want to just go straight to the source. So, you know, I think that all of it boils down to uh, what we look at as coaches when we are taking on a client. And I don't think that people really know how to identify this. So let's explore that together. We call this the stages of readiness, and there are five And it's really tricky because you can kind of go in and out of different phases of readiness and not even know that you're doing it. And it's tricky for us as coaches. Sometimes we misread those. Those five stages of readiness are the first one, pre-contemplation. That's when you're kind of like thinking, okay, something needs to change. Not really sure what I want to do, but, you know, let's say I want to lose weight. And you're kind of thinking, okay, I've got to get around to doing that. Then there's the contemplation. Well, if I do do that, how am I going to do that? That's going to be your second step. So let's say, okay, I'm going to really clean up my diet. So that's going to be your preparation phase. That's where a lot of people get kind of confused or they don't really fully go through a preparation phase to jump into the action phase, which is your fourth one. And then there's the maintenance phase. And it just gets kind of murky because somebody might be in a contemplation or a pre-contemplation phase. They jump right into action and then they want to know why it's not working.
1: And that's those beginning of the year New Year's resolutioners is they want to jump into the action phase without putting together any preparation ahead of time.
0: Yeah. And when you really face that whole issue, most goals just aren't initiated with the right frame of mind or the right stage of readiness. And that catches people off guard. So motivational speaker, Tony Robbins, he's, you know, big about saying that the change comes when you're sick and tired of being where you are and the benefit and the effort that it takes to make change outweighs that burden of staying where you are. And so, you know, that's really step one, you know, making that happen.
1: It really is. And there's things to remember out there is taking little steps adds up. You don't have to go out there and hit a home run right away. You've just got to start getting off the couch or doing whatever you want to do, whether in any aspect of life, you know, making a step towards your future.
0: Yeah. procrastination's another big snag. You know, take going on a diet, for example, as soon as one thing doesn't go as planned because somebody's put off maybe their meal prep and then they make a poor choice. They run through the fast food drive through and they think, okay, today's a wash, you know, I'm just gonna kind of keep going with it. And then they procrastinate more because it's too hard to do that. Or it can be about anything, making a budget. So procrastination is, you know, that's kind of a thing that just snags people up. And really you gotta you've gotta kinda do what you need to do when you don't wanna do it.
1: Exactly. You gotta take those challenges on first in your day before you sit down and watch part of a ball game, before you sit down and get on social media, before you sit down and do different aspects. You've got to take on what's going to help you with that goal and get it knocked out in the first part of the day.
0: Yeah, when we were doing our sound check with our fabulous producer, Chris Hill from HumblePod, love him. We were just kind of joking around and I said, yeah, I was trying to get motivated to do this podcast on motivation. You know, it's because it's been the holidays. We've been in chill mode, building fires. We had the white Christmas. And, you know, it's just... Sometimes just jumping in uh, when you don't feel like it is just step one. And, and you've got to know yourself.
1: You do have to know yourself. You have to know when the best time is for you to achieve things in the day.
0: Yeah, you've got to look inwardly and just acknowledge what motivates you and what motivates to keep you going. And Scott, you've had some interesting thoughts that we kind of bounced around and prepping for our talk today. What keeps you personally Motivated.
1: Well, I think the big thing for me is, you know, to keep motivated is I look at a task or whether it's in the gym or whether it's in the home, whatever it is, I look at it and figure out I can do this. And the motivation factor behind that is to accomplish, to actually accomplish some sort of sort of goal that I'm looking at. And that really motivates me. Like this year, our garage door opener broke. You know, and it's like the, the motor, everything was down. Well, you know, I played with the springs before I've done different stuff, but I've never put in a motor, but I thought, you know what? I went to the store, got a motor, you know, and then you talk to the people and they're going to charge you twice as much as you paid for the motor just to put it in. Well, I thought, you know, I've got a few, you know, hours of my day on the weekends, those types of things. I'm going to, I'm going to knock this out myself. And so I got in there and it might've taken me three more hours than the installation guy, but I got it done. And when I got it done, it was very accommodating that I feel it. You press the button and it's like, wow, listen to that and look at that. And I did that. So those types of things, whether you're involved in just tasks day to day or life type things or in fitness, either any way you look at it, The motivation factor for me is just being able to get a task done.
0: I think that that's really just knowing you as well as I do. I think that's really one of the reasons that you have that gift of patience because you know the reward that's going to come from accomplishing a task. So I love that about you. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you. Yeah. um, So self-talk, I think that's another one that is vital, especially for me. So let's say you wake up and you're going to go to workout, and it's raining, it's cold, you know, maybe you didn't get the sleep that you wanted. But, you know, from a motivational standpoint, you can approach that first thought of, hey, you know what? Today's a good day. I woke up and I'm going to go make this happen. I know that this is going to make me feel better. It's going to give me that endorphin surge that I need. And, you know, I'm going to just embrace this. I'm going to listen to some good music and you can talk yourself into it or you can do self-talk out of it and say, man, it's cold, it's rainy, it's dark. It sure would feel good to stay in for another 30 minutes. And then that 30 minutes turns into 45. I can get that tomorrow. You know, that's part of that blowing that off. So that self-talk and the things that you tell yourself, whether in thought or verbally, that really does steer the direction of any activity. So I think that that's a huge component. And the more you do that self talk, the more it goes into your subconscious.
1: Exactly. And what I think about that too, is, you know, when it comes to movement, it's like people say, well, I don't have time or wow, well, I can't do this or that kind of thing. Think about the people that have handicaps out there and don't really have the ability and be thankful of what you got.
0: Mm, it's so true. It's so true. If you don't feel like doing anything, especially in the form of movement. I mean, anything, writing a paper, doing your budget, organizing, just walk for five minutes because that does something to just sort of get your head cleared. That movement is so good for us. And, you know, I went through a time in life when I was really into long distance running. It was my fun thing that I did, but I could only do it when I got off from a full day of work. So, you know, 30, 6 o'clock, you know, you're, you're kind of starting to talk yourself out of things at that point, if you, especially if you've had a hectic day or it's a tired day or the weather's lousy or whatever. So what I would do is commit myself to just putting my shoes on every day and going out the door for one mile. And whether that was a walk, whether it was a walk run, whether it was a sprint just to get it over with, that was kind of the little game that I played with myself. And I thought if I am not wanting to continue my run after one mile, I will have at least gotten one mile in. And I would just, I I made that deal with myself that I wasn't going to feel guilty over it, but I had some of my best runs from doing that. You know, you know, my first five mile run was from a day that I didn't even want to even go out and walk.
1: Yeah, exactly. And I think that's the big thing with people is that, if you just get started, the first 10 minutes of the workout is the hardest, but once you get going, the endorphins take over and then you get down and you're like, I feel so much better. Why did I not think I was going to come?
0: Yeah, I think regardless of the goal, regardless of the category, if you negotiate to give yourself a little momentum that can carry you pretty far, even saving money, you know, it's just like that act of discipline, just that little bit of, you know, momentum that you need. Then that takes us to our next step.
1: Yeah. Our next step, you know, you have to have a vision that's yours. That's Mm. uniquely yours because the big thing about this is you can't look at someone else and go, I want to look like that. I mean, you can look them and, and, you know, just take a look and see what they've done and you can aspire to be more than what you are, but you have to take your own genetic ability into effect and just really make goals that make are specific for you.
0: Yeah, you know, even with our business, we have a clear vision that we are, you know, serving people from the ages of four to ninety nine in body, mindset and spirit. And that's what we you know, founded our company on our whole concept. And it's interesting. You start meeting other people and they have a different vision for the way that your business needs to go. Or that's been the case for us. And, you know, you can talk to 20 different people and let's say it's an aesthetic goal. Oh, you look fine. You know, you don't need to do anything. You're good enough. And, you know, it's like 20 different people are going to have 20 different ideas for what you need to do. And you need to hold true to that vision. Yeah,
1: what you need to do or what you don't need to do. You know, some people say, oh, you look fine. But, you know, you know personally that you want a smaller waistline. You know personally that you want to look good at the pool. You know personally that you want to feel good going for a big hike.
0: Right. Or you want your credit score to be... 800, you know, and that's nobody's business. And if you say that to somebody saying, oh, you know, you're good at 750. If you want 800, go for 800, you that's know, right. just whatever your goal is, you know, stay true to that because that dreams in your heart. Yeah. And it applies to any part of your life. And that's going to keep you motivated. So I think utilizing the senses to step up your motivation game is really big too. So you think about it, what you see. All right, so you can read, you can watch a motivational video, you can listen to a motivational speaker, there's aromatherapy, so that works with our sense of smell, and you can take that into a variety of different directions, and you've studied that with your massage therapy. You know, we know that citrus can bring you up, and lavender can kind of help you relax, and rosemary oil can help you with focus, and there's just all kinds of cool studies so, you know, that's going to be, and then for the touch, you know, like the massage work that you do, the body work that you do, but also a cold bath can energize you or a cold shower, a warm bath. I don't think I'd want a cold bath, <laughs> but or a, a warm bath can relax you. So you can take yourself into different directions based on catering to your senses.
1: Yeah, exactly. And I think that that's truly important. And, you know, for me, when you even talk about you know, listening to music, those types of things, you know, those things really bring me up sometimes during a workout and they're really awesome and they help me push through. But then on the other side of it, like if I'm gonna sit down and I wanna relax at night before I go to sleep, you know, you turn off the TV, you turn off all the stuff that you need, but putting on some soft music and letting me listen to that while I read a little bit brings me down into a place where I'm relaxed and I can feel good and I tend to fall asleep before it's even over. Wake up, turn it off, and then go to sleep.
0: Yeah, I think we get so focused on being in task mode that we forget to really just stop and cater to our senses. Simple as that. Yeah, definitely. So that last one's not very exciting, but oh man, is it vital.
1: It is. So we talk about it as the health trifecta. You know, the thing about it is you have to get sleep, hydration, and good food. Mm -hmm. And, you know, it may be a broken record to some people, but it truly is important because If you don't get enough sleep, you're going to be hungry the next day because you've got to feed your body what it didn't get recovery wise. So you're going to eat and you're going to eat and you're going to eat. And sometimes that works and it helps push you through the day. Sometimes it just helps you gain weight, you know, and then you take people that come into the gym and sometimes I'll take a client and we got a one hour session going and 20 minutes in they're blowing up. And they said, well, I haven't drank much water today. And they realize the fact that the water is so vital in movement of their muscles, their mind, everything that they do, that they realize, oh, gosh, I, you know, I, I can't do this again. You know, I, I made a big mistake in that. And I like it because they start to connect. I try to try to talk to them. OK, how did you sleep? How did you eat? How did you drink water today? You know, and you find the element that's missing possibly in that aspect when you see a lack of performance.
0: You have a funny story. We talk about how it's not exciting, but the basics are really You know, that's your foundation. So from doing TV segments, people see that and they recognize us when we're out. And I went through a Starbucks drive-thru one morning to get a hot tea. And the barista recognized me from some of the segments. And he asked me, oh, this is my opportunity to ask you what's the biggest, most important tip for health that you can give me. And I said, I don't think you're going to like it. I said, <laughs> I said, get enough water and, you know, make sure that you're hydrated. He was like, well, what else can you give me? I said, well, I said, actually, there are three and that's sleep and food. And he, his face just kind of fell. He goes, I thought you were going to give me something really good.
1: <laughs> Everybody wants a quick fix. Everybody wants a quick pill. You know, yeah. and it's like it, if you just start with the basics before you add in every supplement, before you add in every type of training out there, you know, it's like, oh, we're going to CrossFit. Oh, we're gonna do this. Oh, we're gonna do that. We're gonna take this supplement, that supplement.
0: Start with the basics. Yeah, the basics. I mean, and really, you get your body kind of grounded like that. Your mind's gonna be grounded. Your energy level's gonna be grounded. Your focus, everything. So, now external motivation is also kind of a component here. So, we've talked about what motivates us personally. And I think those are some really valid tips that we've noticed just with our own lives and with our clients. But sometimes you need external motivation. And, you know, I guess you have to start with saying, do you have a hard time coming up with ideas or do you work better by talking with someone? Do you need to read a step-by-step process? What do you need to be motivated? Do you need to be told what to do? Some people do. Some people don't. And when we are helping other people in the service industry of health and wellness... We are giving them advice and things like that. But, you know, as parents of kids, leaders in the workforce, you know, office setting, a little league coach, you are being an external motivator for other people. And that gives people, you know, something, it puts a pep in them steps, but, but also it helps in return to motivate you.
1: Yeah. It feeds you back because whenever you see someone else succeed, from something that you've given them, it's such a rewarding feeling that your tip gave them something to work through. Sometimes it's just, you know, you see things on TV and they say, you know, just talking to someone and saying hi changed that person's life that day when people were, you know, down in the dumps and they were so sad and they were thinking about suicide or anything else that's, that's out there that's really bad. But you know, you talk to them and that made a difference.
0: Yeah. I mean, you've got to practice that mindfulness because you never know when you're going to be encouraging someone. So I think that people need people. And I think that's one of those components that we kind of take out of the equation.
1: That's one of the hardest things that's happened with COVID this last year is because people took that away from kind of what was going on because everybody was in such fear, fear to go up and get close to someone, fear to give them more of yourself because of the virus and you know hopefully moving forward in this next year things can change for that to be able to give back to people a little bit more
0: you know we're all different too some of us need a lot of external motivation some of us need a blend some of us are really kind of we're self-sufficient you know with finding that internal motivation and it's really important to get to know yourself and know what excites you, know what drives you, and then just being committed after you figure that out. And that's where you're going to be mindful now, hopefully from the things that we've shared in the podcast today about the five stages of readiness. And, you know, just to keep in mind that you don't have to be that rabbit sprinting through the race, being that tortoise and just one slow step at a time is really It's kind of cliche, but that's really what can help take you places.
1: Exactly. And I think the big thing, too, is you need to learn yourself.
0: You really do need to learn yourself. Like, for example, cardio. I don't care how dedicated I am on my mission because I love cardio. I love working out. I love movement. But if I go past 9 a.m., I lose it. And, you know, I just like I love going to the gym midday and doing my weights Tacking that cardio on, it's kind of like I've missed the boat. So I am an early morning girl. I rise early. I like to get it done five, six a.m. And I've learned that through the years. I sleep in, and then I feel like you know I feel lousy the rest of the day. So that's my thing. Is like I have learned that I've got to get my movement in, so I can be the best that I can be for me and my thought processes and everything. And you've kind of got your own little thing too.
1: I do. You know, mine is is hydration is super important to me, but really meal prep. If I don't have enough food prepared, I go without food for a period of time, I'm starving, my mood goes down, and then I eat and then I'm exhausted for 15 minutes after I eat because my body's trying to process this food that I needed two hours ago.
0: You're kind of the poster boy for hangry. (laughs) I know. You know, and
1: it's one of those things that I need to have food prepared, you know, the night before that I have my meals throughout the day so I can grab when I go because that will help me keep my energy level regular. And that will help me not go through the dips that I have in different sides of it. And then sleep for me, I've got to get really good sleep. And, you know, sometimes I can push through after a bad night's sleep. And I do that usually with water because somehow water gives me some energy. Heavy amounts of water after that. You know, it really truly is sleep is so essential because that's how our body recovers. That's how we start to relax. That's how we start to get ready and prepped for our next day.
0: And, you know, and everybody's different. There are some people who don't need a lot of sleep at all. But, you know, you've got to figure out what you need. And it's not, we've said this before, it's not a one size fits all thing for any of it, for your diet, for your sleep, for your hydration. It's different things for different people. So, you know, it's about knowing yourself. So what are the takeaway points that we want to leave with people?
1: So we want to make sure that you are right where you need to be in your readiness. It's okay to be in the complimentation stage in the beginning of this, but you have to realize that just because your buddy has been working out for two months, you need to go forward with that. The second one is know who you are and what motivates you. And number three, surround yourself with the right resources of people to keep you on the path and to help you maintain your phase. And the fourth one is take little steps and don't beat yourself up when you don't make big strides.
0: We know that motivation can be challenging for all of us and We do one-on-one coaching with people all over the United States with fitness plans, nutrition plans, just healthy lifestyle plans. And we want to invite you to follow us on our social media for free tips and just little glimpses of things that we feel like sharing that, you know, can maybe make a difference in your life. So please follow us on Instagram. You can follow us on our Facebook page, Totality Living Well, or check out our website, totalitylivingwell.com. And please reach out to us and let us know how we can help you. Our goal is to help inspire everybody in health and wellness. So please, you know, tell your friends and families about this podcast. And we want to thank you so much for listening to our podcast today. It really means a lot. We'd be really grateful if you could like and follow our podcast. And we wish you all the best as you pursue your motivation in life. Elements of living a healthy lifestyle come in various forms. Sometimes we don't have all the answers we need, and sometimes we don't even know that we have a need until we have important discussions. That's the inspiration behind
1: why and what we do with Totality Living Well and helping others live a life of true balance in body, mindset, and spirit.
0: We love hearing your comments, questions, and feedback as you navigate your own health journey. We're grateful that you've taken this time to join us. You can keep up with the latest on the podcast through Apple, Google Podcasts, or wherever you choose to listen to podcasts. You can also follow us on Facebook or Instagram by following Totality Living Well. And check out our website, totalitylivingwell.com for other tips and customized health programs available. We'll see you next time. Remember, keep your health front and center. It's priceless. And great health always.